for the TMBC Network. Welcome to Bad Audiobooks, a parody brought to you by our well-covered heads of head... Beautiful heads of hair, pa- uh, patrons exactly? on Patreons. I'm saying that they have beautiful heads of hair, unlike you and I. Oh, Kent. They're yes. better than us. I am your host, Nick Masmanian, along with my co-host, Ken Heidelman. Thank you so much for joining us on our show about good books read badly. So what uh, what shelf are we setting fire to today? <laughs> We're continuing to, sa- to sacrilege the Hardy Boys today. Sacrilege. That's, that's not true. This is... It to some people, sacred. to some people, this is a uh, a childhood uh, like classic. But, but have they actually read it? Uh, I'm assuming yes, and I'm also assuming that they're putting it at the same sh- same level as Harry Potter for you, Kent. This is like <laughs> sacred material. Fuck that. We're sick. just shitting all over someone's faith here. I feel like this is like eating hardtack. Uh, as far as like the f- if you're gonna it, compare it, food it, to literacy, it gets it gets it, it gets you entertained, but it's perhaps one of the worst things you've ever had to eat. Uh, I mean, it keeps you sustained. It is words. Yeah, yeah, it is words, and it, it will burn time. Page, it'll, it'll burn time. It'll burn time. I'm Whether not or not advocating it's advocating book burning, but if you were, I mean, like, this might be a good kindling. 1939. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Can you burn all the Hardy Boys books, Germany, while you're doing that? Can, yeah, could they, you do that for us? Thanks. Yeah, no, don't do that. Just, I mean, let them let them have a, a mountain of dust on them. Uh, <laughs> don't ever look at these. We're, but someone will find them and bring them back. I don't want them to. I know. So well, I mean, we might be those people. I know. I was about to say. Well, we're I might probably... be sitting. I might be walking in his shoes. Uh, that's that's. We great. might inspire another podcast that just reads all of the oh, Hardy Boys collection. No, Ken. what have we done? We have cr- burned the world, Ken. <laughs> we're ending it faster than it's already trying to do on its own. All right, all right. So let's uh, let's not get let's not get uh, let's not get weather related here. Um, all right, so we're on chapter X five X V fifteen. The chief gets a bomb. It's a bomb! It's a bomb! <laughs> Cut the red wire. <laughs> Do you think that they had the bo- the traditional like bomb thing then? Like a tick, 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 tick on a stick of dynamite? Okay, sure, yeah. Yes, it's probably had that then, more likely. Was it like in the 1800s? Did they have that for like, dynamite? Mi- mining and shit? Yeah, did yeah. They- but did they have like the whole like ticking mechanism? mechanism? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, well, there's fuses. Yeah, I was thinking it's in just the like 1800s. A fuse. I don't know when the introduction of I don't have bomb history memorized <laughs> in the back of my head or explosives. <laughs> I'm not an explosives expert, but I assume that the invention of someone going one day hating their alarm clock so fucking much that they're going to attach it to a stick of dynamite was the inspiration for that whole thing. So that's really you got to thank <laughs> the night owls for for giving us a remote detonation by way of delayed time. Yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so your second podcast or your third podcast after this one, first it's going to be in line is sunken ships, and then it's going bom- deep with Nick Masmanian, and then yeah. uh, get lit with Nick Masmanian. There you go, <laughs> perfect. We're we're gonna we've got your whole career lined up, man. I'm so glad we're finding out all that stuff on this show. Perfect. We're we're doing a lot of work shopping. Uh, all right. So what's up now? Asked Joe when the Hardy Boys had left the house. Uh, oh, I guess it's me. Who the fuck is... I, guess I hate Joe. when they don't say the names. Chief Colleg and Detective Smuff must must miss the tr- must, must miss that train. But how? <laughs> I don't know just yet, but they've got to miss it. If they reach the hospital tonight, they'll interview Jack Lee first. One of two things will happen. They'll either get a confession... And take all the credit for clearing up the case. But they're the police. Isn't that their job? Shut up, Joe. We're trying to make Dad look good. 
Because he's just a bumbling mess, as we've all found out. He's no longer God to us, Joe. He's a man of flesh and blood. Well, I, I guess we're going to have to kill somebody to make that happen. Yes, we're going to have to protect our father's pride because it's worth the weight of someone's body hitting the floor cold and dead. And it take... Murdering their family and haunting them for generations. Yes, the thumbprint of our choice will live in their souls <laughs> for generations to come. Or they'll go about it so clumsily that Jack Lee will say nothing and spoil everything for Dad. Still, either way, it doesn't help Dad. Well, uh, uh, the... let's go. Let's <laughs> The Hardy Boys walked. The Hardy Boys walked along the street in silence. They realized that Brooding. the situation not expressing their emotions. <laughs> it's the 1920s for sure. They were never expressing their emotions, other than I love you, Frank. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna beat your shit in. What? What are you? What are you doing? We gotta keep this masculine. No emotions. That's how we make sure the future generation knows what a man is. You gotta bottle it up and just put it deep. You just don't ever talk about it. All right, I'm gonna go hit a trash can. Because I feel, ah! I feel a case of love bubbling up inside of me. <laughs> I've got it in the bad case of love. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Dad. What have <laughs> I done? <coughs> I apologize for my narration if it sounds weird. I've been hacking up a lung for like weeks now. Don't apologize for anything. I I, I want a good narrative voice, and it's <laughs> being all like, uh, well, it's, it's like I'm like start, it's like I'm talking through cheesecloth. It's shit. They realize that the situation was urgent. But although they racked their brains, trying their small, tiny, miniature brains, trying to think of a way... My walnut's growing! <laughs> trying to think of some way in which to prevent Chief Colleague and Detective Smuts from catching the train, it seemed hopeless, because they're trying to not kill them. Let's round up the gang! Suggested Joe. Let's take a hit out on them! I was going to say, let's get the posse to get there. <coughs> you could be in our gang if you, if you put a bullet in the Chief! Thank you, be, Lieutenant. All right, you still have a the line. The gang. You still have a line. Perhaps they could think of something. There you go. The gang. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the gang wasn't in being said. The gang is in quotations. The gang consisted of the boys who had been with Frank and Joe the day they held the picnic in the woods. There was, of course, Chet Morton. Besides him were Alan Hooper, otherwise known as Biff, because that's what you—that's the name from those two words. You get Biff. It's because he is of his passion for boxing. Joy Gilroy, Phil Cohen, and Tony Prito. This is where the montage of... I like that we're getting the gang together in the, the last three-fourths of the book without ever having like introduced them before. They didn't have any lines before because they were just all uh, swimming naked in the woods, remember? That's where they found the car. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Go Although on. we added the naked part and we, keep, and we kept going, oh my god, if their minors were fucked. So anyway. Okay. I'll just Go cut on. that line I just said. Anyway, um, all the students, all students at the Bayport High School, uh, the Bayport High School, the only high school. All the students. In, the only high school in the whole town. The only three students that go there. Thank God we only have rich people that go here. It's the best school in the entire area because it's the only school. They were usually to be found on the school campus after hours playing ball because they just wanted to stay at school because they loved it so much. And there, the Hardy Boys soon located them. The game was just breaking up. Oh, uh, shit. I'll be him. All right. Remember, you're Chet. Okay. And your voice is that of a small creature that is fuzzy and lives inside of a house. And white gloves. And uh, usually wears a, a shorts, even though it can be incremental weather, and he still wears them. And walks around with the frozen, decapitated head of an anti-Semitic man. Sure. He uses it as a lantern to guide his way through the world. Uh, all right. Let me see if I can remember how to do this. Um... Oh, oh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, my pikers! 
grinned Chet Morton. What's a piker? <laughs> it's this pike that I'm going to stick inside you. Oh! Let's go get these coppers. What's this? I like, I like how psych- I like how psych- Crucify him! I love how cr- cr- just batch it insane you are with that voice. When he saw the Hardy Boys approaching, you wouldn't play ball when we asked you to. Oh and God! Now come around <laughs> when the game's all over. <laughs> what do you think this is? I imagine it with a baseball bat, like oh! I'm gonna stick some nails in this bat. And then I'm gonna go swing it for a home run. Okay, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna hit you hard, Hardy. We had to, we had something more important than on our minds," replied Frank. "We need your help." This is all you. Oh God. Okay. What's the matter? Asked to- Tony Pritto. Tony was the son hey. of a prosperous Italian building yes. contractor. Yes. Woo! Got it. Hey. Hey, what's the matter? Uh, was the pr- of a prosperous Italian building contractor. We won't mention his dad's name. He should just know he's Italian. That's the only thing that matters. But uh, he, my dad, he's a guy. Yeah? You ever but, seen him before? But he had not yet been in America long enough to talk the language without an accent. And his wow. attempts were frequently the cause of much amusement to his companions. You know, I heard H.P. Lovecraft did actually do some writing on this book. You're fucking with me, right? I, I am fucking with you. I hate you. For a second, I totally bought in. I was like, you really? bought it so fucking hard. For about a heart. I got you a receipt and everything. A half heartbeat. I was like, he did? <laughs> no, he didn't. You son bitch. Anyway, um... Okay. Uh, he was quick and good-natured, however, and laughed as much at, at his own errors as anyone else did. Are they talking about him or his dad? Him, meaning Tony, I guess. Okay. Hey, I'm, a, I'm an Italian guy. I'm I got Tony. <laughs> it's me, a Tony. <laughs> you want the mushroom? Hey. Hey. Let's go save the princess. Hey. Hey. Chief Kolig, I'm sorry, <clears throat> Chief Kolig and Detective Smuff are butting uh, into one of our dad's cases that's not theirs at all, even though they're the police that should investigate such matters, but my dad's case matters, Let's said Frank. cut their nose off because they're sticking it in it. It's going to put a knife up their nostril and say, this is what we do to people who stick their noses into our business. They really are starting a gang. Yeah, they uh, are. It's going to turn to Rumblefish all of a sudden. Um, we can't tell you much more about it than that. But the whole thing uh, is that they mustn't catch the 7 o'clock train. Uh, you could be Biff. Oh, uh, 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 what do you want us to do? Asked Biff Hooper. <laughs> Blow up the bridge! B- Biff, Biff, Biff. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're, we're saying we I got all this dynamite! We're saying we, need, we, just, we just need to stop them. We don't, we don't need to hurt we anybody. Blow something up. I was going to blow something up anyway, so okay. might as well be these cops. Um, and some innocent civilians. I, I, I like the... I like, I've I, already written my manifesto. Do you want a copy? No, it's cool. It's cool. Um, how would you get access to a typewriter? I don't know, but it's okay. We're okay. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, who's Phil Collins? Uh, I could be Phil Cohen. Um... God, what am I going to do for Phil Cohen? Um, well, there's another one coming up. Uh, you could be Jerry Gilroy when that comes up. Right. Um, yeah, this could be a fucking clusterfuck. Get ready, everybody. Um, okay, Phil Cohen. What's Phil? Phil? What does Phil sound like? What's what does Phil sound like? We might lock Cullig and Smuff in one of their own cells. Suggested Phil Cohen. Jesus. Uh, Jerry. Um. Who's Jerry Gilroy? Who is Jerry? Can you find the Jerry Gilroy inside of yourself? Who am I, Jerry? Yeah, you're Jerry. Okay. Uh, 
can't get locked inside ourselves. <laughs> Jerry's getting cerebral. Yeah, yeah it's up my mind. <laughs> You're ACDC now, by the way. I don't know what that is. The, the lead singer of ACDC? What? <laughs> What's on the DC AC? Added Jerry Gilroy. Be sensible. Woo! Are you serious about this, Frank? Absolutely. As serious as concrete. If those two <laughs> catch that train, Dad's case will be ruined. And I don't mind telling you, it has something to do with well, Perry Robinson. That's got a whole shipment on that train we got to catch. We're going to blow this smithereens. And we're going to hold it up at the same time. Chet Morton whistled. <laughs> I say now, the tower affair. Well, in that case, we'll see you too. Let the 7 o'clock trains leaves here without having the worthy chief. And his equal over there. And you double check him. I'll translate. Because <laughs> I, I can barely understand. What are you understand. talking about? Okay, fine. Uh, just know that the, the chief and the detective are getting on the train. He hated Smuff. For the sleuth had once or twice tried to arrest the boys for bathing in the forbidden section of the bay. What the fuck? Are y'all breaking out scrubbers and soap and stuff? Like, what are you doing bathing in a river? I mean, it's 1925. I get it, but... I got even... a grudge! <laughs> the, f- the commerce, the 5 They're not going to get me! It's revenge, I say. Revenge! There, there's only one question left. Spit it out! Said Phil solemnly. And what is it? How, how to keep them from getting on the train? Well, get your brains to work, fellers. If we have any, ordered Jerry Gilroy. Let's figure out a plan. A dozen plans were suggested. Let's kill them. They're all cocks Let's off. Let's cut their cocks off. <laughs> how would that stop them from getting on a train? Oh, I'm, they'll be preoccupied, that's for sure. Oh my God, my cock, where'd it go? Let's I- go mine for gold. <laughs> Let's get in the mountains. Let's get that dynamite and get us a fortune. <laughs> oh my god i'm trying not to laugh because let's steal I'll the iron la- from the tracks i'm <laughs> i'm dying i don't want to build die. a house on the train tracks <laughs> no they can't go through <laughs> it that's we'll be uh what's that word where we're sitting in a house and occupying the space against the rights of the property owners squatters rights that's the one let's squat on the rights they're gonna squat on the rights each wilder than the one before bill hooper was let's a- set fire to the world Bill Hoop, Biff Hooper was in favor Let's drive favor around a bunch of, of cars and put out enough carbon dioxide and dioxide into the atmosphere and kill society and the whole planet so that no living thing can work on it. We got time for that? And he went on to become the head of GM. <coughs> I'm just a regular old country boy that wants to kill the world for short, short-term gains. Bill Hooper was in favor of kidnapping the chief and his detective, binding them hand and foot and setting them adrift in the bay in an open boat. Jesus, Holy Biff. Holy f- Fuck. That's dark. Jesus. Like, good lord. Phil Cohen suggested putting the chief's watch an hour ahead. That plan... And these kids are the... Like, are they the heroes of the story? Yeah, this is that weird thing where you watch a movie and you realize that people who are the heroes of the movie are actually assholes. Yeah, this is a fucking... No, this is exactly it. There's so many movies now I'm watching it. Now that I'm an an adult with a kid and, like, a house and shit, I'm watching I'm like, what the... They're fucking assholes. Like... Peter Pan. No, well, that may be one of... For sure, that's one of them. But, like, mostly... I can't even remember a couple of movies, but, like, recently I was watching one, and I'm going, like, no, you're being a prick. You're, 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 You're the dick. Not the guy who's like... You know, you can't no, have a rusty property. Yeah, you can't have a rusted car in your front lawn. 
it looks terrible. And then here comes the hero. Well, you know, I'm going to race it one day. This is my property. You can't tell me what to do with it. Yeah, but I mean, it looks like dog shit. Like, it's bringing down the value of all of our other houses. Look, look, Phil down the way there. He clips his edges and keeps it all in order. Why do you got to be such a bitch with your fucking rusted car in the lawn? I'm going to set fire to your house and you're going to have a burning house in your lawn. Then what are you going to do? Huh? Well, then I, I know who did you it. You erase your house? No, I just, I'll know who did it, because you just said you were going to do it. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Chet Morton thought it would be a good idea to start a fight. If, uh, hang on. Actually, I didn't finish the previous one. The hour ahead. That plan, as Frank observed, would have been a good one, but for the little difficulty of laying hands on the watch. And don't they need to do this in the next, like, 45 minutes? They really are pressed for time. So they walked all the way to the school, which apparently is around the corner from their house. And now they're they're patching up a plan within like a five minute brainstorm session to then delay these guys who are probably already at the fucking train station or in the train itself. Chet Morton thought it would be a good idea to start a fight in front of the police station. Just I'll as slit the throat of a some goofy fuck, <laughs> and we'll put him put him in a fucking cell. Chet is just a psychopath. <laughs> I'm gonna murder a hobo just to watch him die. Uh, as Cullig and Smuff were about to leave for the train. The possibility that they might all land in jail was a res- as a result made the suggestion unpopular. Oh, this is the one that lands them in jail. Yeah, not the one about buying them and sending them adrift in the bay or uh, trying to s- steal the watch to set it hour ahead. Um, no. If we were in Italy, we <laughs> would get the black hand to help. Uh, the s- black hand? Said, said Tony Prita. Well, that's a good idea, declared Chet. That's a good idea. Um... Uh, we got the no black hand society in Bayport. Nice Swedish. <laughs> sure. Hang uh, on, no, I just gotta do it in Mario voice. We got the no black hand society in the Bayport. Now, oh, damn it, Bayport. I'm doing the your. It this your. It happens naturally. I can't help it. Objective. Let's Tony. get one up. Say the chief of black hand. Let's let's find somebody and cut off a hand and paint it black. Or if they're already black, then you know that's it's two birds. Right? Is that too much? I might have got over the line there. Sorry about that. I don't know if this is literal or not. Letter warning him not to take that train. Um. Oh, it's, was you that know, too much? No. I feel like I went over the line there. Well, you know, maybe, but it's okay. I it's- apologize then. If I take off my glove, it might be black. Look, we'll just cut my own hand off. Chet, you can you can stop now. It's I'll, just, I'll dial it back. I'll dial it back. You're you're, you're about four feet down. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's Joe. Up. Sorry, it's, it's right. under my thumb. That's right. And if we ever found who wrote it, we'd be all up into our necks in trouble. Pointed out, Joe. I'd like to put a bomb under his old police station. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Joe has been sitting there, fucking biding his time, and just coolly, co- co- like putting all the pieces together. We should blow it up. Just blow it all up. What if we called in a bomb threat, huh? Hey, Frank, let's just threaten jo- people's lives. Joe, if Joe were alive today or a real person, he would be swatting everybody. That would be fucking yeah, Joe. Yeah, he would. Yep. He'd be like, "Fuck you and your fucking cod <laughs> uh, cheats." I found your address. Ah, uh, let's get the cops over there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, oh. it's a fine idea. Oh yeah, it's a fine idea. Applauded Tony. We are where we to where we to get the bomb. 
Let me go over to the bomb store, eh? Yeah, you know, in Italy, they have a bomb store on every corner. Leave it to me! Announced Chet Morton, <laughs> mysteriously. <laughs> I'll get a bomb! I've got lots of bombs! Everybody's got a bomb! Don't you have a bomb? All right, let's go into my basement. Let's get this fucking sawdust and orange juice and put it all together. Okay. I'll guarantee to keep the chief of town in pieces. I was about to say in a body bag. Um, not a not a real bomb? Asked Frank. Oh yeah, totally. I yeah yeah. But but why not? Seriously, said Chet. Listen, listen to me. It makes a lot of sense when you put it all together. Chet proceeded to lay forth his plan, in which in a stealth, in a stealthy whisper, I'm going to set his body on fire so that they won't know that it was a bomb. They'll think his body exploded and blew up the PlayStation because he was. I'll drink a lot of soda and fatty foods. We're gonna have to, we're, but we're gonna have to like really build up a backstory to make that work. I mean, well, yeah. but first we'll talk to his Lots wife of, and make her th- think that she, make her think that he's having an affair, and then we'll we'll put her body in there too. Chet, 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 we have thirty minutes, literally thirty minutes. No, 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 we have this all coming together. Don't worry. All right. <coughs> and then we'll set this neighbors on fire. And then put bombs in their houses and the bombs in their cars. We'll put, we'll string it all together with a wire, and then it'll be a series of bombs. And then we'll ride the train out of town with but the cops. We don't, we don't need to kill anybody else, Chet. We don't even need to kill anyone. We just need to. Yes, know. no one else. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It was received with chuckles and murmurs of admiration. <laughs> I laugh at your bomb, your bomb plan. It's very, it's very amusing. Yes, we're all laughing because it's a joke. Just a ring of sociopaths. A wink, wink. Just a giant. I won't do this. A giant ring of murderers. Oh, yeah. His companions clapped him on the back as if he went to the moon or something. And when I he did had, it. And when he had finished the boys, oh. and when he had finished the boys, hastened down the street toward the hearty home because they're gonna blow that fucker up too. Apparently, in the rear of the house were the were a garage and an old barn. In the barn was a gymnasium that the Hardy Boys had fitted out for themselves. And they're going to start doing a training montage for whatever fucking reason, if this is going the direction I think it is. Are uh, you going to become the world's greatest detective, Frank? Is yeah. this how you train yourself? You see, I start questioning the dummies. And if I break them, then I know I've won. So, is there going to be some sort of bomber that's mad in the city that you're going to have to catch? Who You may have a... a, a, a Stop talking so loud, Joe. We don't need Chet to hear you. <coughs> Uh, for themselves, and we're and here was the usual collection of old toys, footballs, broken baseball bats, and such giant paraphernalia. T-Rexes, giant pennies, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> playing cards <laughs> with uh, non computer. The fifty third card, the deck, <laughs> large hardware, processing power, computers, uh, automobiles that are outfitted in black. I have all these around for sp- reasons. You don't need to worry about it. Just focus on dummies. We're all going to focus on the cherished possession uh, to be found wherever the boys store their cherished possessions. These are all my cherished possessions. Uh, Frank groped about uh, among the rubbish in one corner until at last he rose with an exclamation of triumph, holding aloft a shining object. Here it is, he said. Let's get busy. There's no time to lose. Everyone. All up. Huh? <laughs> An old box was quickly produced, and in it, the shining object was placed. Do we have a description of the shining object? The box was... Uh, if it's a MacGuffin, we should know what... It, if the MacGuffin isn't inside... Well, a port bomber, they'll call me. I was about to say, like, if the MacGuffin isn't inside of a box, we need to know what the MacGuffin is then, and it is no longer a MacGuffin. 
So, okay. Um, the box was then carefully wrapped up in a few minutes, and the boys left the barn. Tony carrying the package under one arm. The MacGuffin Maniac! That's what they'll call me! <laughs> we gotta get that MacGuffin. He's a madman. I should know I helped make him. Not far from the Bayport Police Station was a fruit stand over which presided an Italian by the name of Rocco. There's a lot of foreigners coming in here, and I don't know how I feel about that. We should what, put bombs there, too! What, what problems do you have with the foreigners? Yeah, we should put bombs in everybody's houses. I don't discriminate. I'm sorry. You should blow up everybody equally. Yeah! That is what America, that makes America great, is that everyone is equally blown up. That's right! This guy Rocco gets it! I am not Rocco. I am Tony. He was a simple, genial soul who believed almost everything. Oh, you humans are the same! He heard. And like most of his countrymen, he was of of an excitable nature. Is this the racism? Jesus, here we go. I thought it was going to be against black people, though. Well, I guess it was just not specific. It just said that... No, it did talk about black people in the original thing, like why it was removed, this stuff. So, hmm. I mean, it's... I mean, it's about an Italian man, and there's a lot of Italian foreigners in town. But, like, I don't know. The racism was so subtle back then, it was, like, against anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm getting some Lovecraft vibes here, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm like, after that, that, after the old man, the terrible old man story, I'm kind of like, shields up. Yeah. Brace yourself. Brace yourself, so we're back. <laughs> Disconnect the saucer dish. Saucer arena. <laughs> anyway. Protecting racism under... Racism, racism, or Robinson, racism. Um, which means I've been doing a very racist Italian accent. Whatever. Uh, toward Rocco's fruit stand. Double-edged sword! Swing it around! It's like a shillelagh. Uh, uh, the boys made their way. Rocco was sorting over his sorting over his oranges when they approached. You know, I love owning a, a fruit stand that I run until dusk. Because that's when everyone's buying fruit is at 4.30. When they get off not work yet oh man i I got off work gotta get those those guavas you know like, I, I need them i need to go pick up my kids i don't know how to get, cook dinner i don't want to go home after a hard day's work you know what i'm gonna get one of those instant meals i'm gonna get oranges um rocco was sorting over his oranges when they approached tony with their box with the box under his arm hung in the background while chet stepped boldly forward how much for your oh wait this is chet how much are your oranges rocco <laughs> Why would you send the psychopath to go talk to him? He asked. Rocco, with much explanatory waving of his arms. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is pretty... Uh, there we go. Yep, yep. Where we... Man, ch- chapter 15, and we finally hit it. Finally, we're getting very bold-faced with our racism. Um, <coughs> we just like to talk in fun accents. <coughs> That's as far as that went, but... It was very it was, exaggerated uh, hand movements and uh, talking about his... The black know. hand and everything else. I mean, you know. Uh, hang on. Uh, exa- waving his arms, recited the prices of the various grades of oranges. And I guess it's this is you. Set, yeah. That's too much. There's a fellow at the other fruit stand on the next street. Who sells them a nickel. It doesn't cheaper. Okay, pause. Are we really getting into a side story about him buying fruit? I. Not, we've introduced a bomb, and to escalate the tension from there. We're going to go grocery shopping. Microeconomics. We're going to dive into the riveting world of microeconomics. This city has a problem with the overinflation of oranges. <laughs> I'm going to blow everybody up. <laughs> I'm getting into the orange business. 
<laughs> My prices will blow you away! Would you say that to oblivion? <laughs> I can't do Wait a minute. mouse voice right now. Mm. Didn't... Isn't... What? All right, now we'll take all these oranges, and we'll get the pulp, and we'll mix it in with sawdust, and they think that... <laughs> Oh my god, are they actually making a bomb in this book? I like, think I'm putting together some dynamite! Holy shit. <laughs> okay, this is getting interesting. <laughs> Alright, pardon me, I got to d- I'm reading these lines, I'm sorry. He can no do, shrieked, uh, shrieked Rocco. Uh, my price is the low. That's... That's really, uh, really racist! It feels like, I don't know, you just got a little too far there, buddy! You see, there's one thing about writing in broken accents, and then there's another thing where... You got the exaggerated hand movements. He's very excitable nature, according to him, as many Italians are, according to this book. I just feel like this is a red flag. It, there's a, uh, yeah, um, uh, tides out. This is a black dot scenario. It's going to drag you out to sea if you go too far into the racism. I feel um, like we're being pulled into the gravitational pull of the racism of this book. Then angered by his by this reflection on the prices of his wares, he burst into a lengthy explanation of the struggles confronting a poor Italian trying to get along in the new country. Uh-huh. He grabbed Chet by the coat I mean, collar, that, that dragged him fine. into Whoa. a corner Whoa. of the fruit stall, bade him to ins- bade him inspect the fruit, grabbed, uh, gabbled off prices, and generally worked himself into a state of high indignation. Well, it was funny when I was doing it, but not when it was kind of. Like, inferring that all people of this country do this? Hang on. And just to reinforce the man uh, Rocco's position, in the meantime, Tony Proto made good use of his time to shove the mysterious package under the front of the stall. Then he joined the other boys, who had screened his movements by gathering about Rocco. What is happening here? Replacing one, quote, villain with another, quote, Villain from the same country? I feel like I'm watching a scene from Godfather Part 2 with the whole uh, immigrant basket story where they're like, you know, we have to punish this man. This man has done many great crimes against us. You'll have the black hand after you if you keep on charging us such high prices. That's all I can say, declared Chet as the boys moved away. You'll be blown away by those prices. Hang on. Poof. Poof, because he's insane proof. What, I don't know. What what do you what do I care for the black hand? Black hand. The oh my god. The black hand. No frighten me. You see, it's okay if it's broken English. It's the it's the worked in accent thing that I don't know, man. It's not even that. It's like here's a question. When does accents in a book work and when do they don't work? And I think it's really a matter of is the person a normal person? who happens to have a big, a really thick accent, or is the person being portrayed as a caricature, as said, we just read, and has a really bad accent as well, reinforcing the stereotype and of this character? That's my question. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, uh, let's let's get back into this. Well, they're going to blow up this poor man's orange stand because of uh, reasons. With a shining object. You know, the... the, the DOD needs to really get on those shiny objects. You know, they're they're pretty much anywhere. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. But he gulped. Uh, said Rocco bravely, but he gulped when he said it, and there was no doubt that the shot had gone home. So Chet is just fucking... Throwing around the black hand as if it's like, oh, you know, just say this, whatever, and it's just scaring, scaring the shit out of him because they're fucking scary. 
they're they're not to be fucked with. I'm not threatening you. Yeah. I'm just giving you honest feedback. You ever heard of Yelp before? We're not a bunch of criminals just fucking uh, threatening people casually. One star. The Black Hand will find you. Chet Morton. Have I talked about my Yelp experience on this show? No. You have a Yelp experience? Yeah, because I had the comic shop. Oh, right. Uh, do you want to take a sidebar and do it? Yeah, absolutely. It's All right, sidebar. Short. We're going to take a break from the racism for a second. Yeah. And Let's do a palate cleanser. Actually, um, why don't you play us into our, our break, and then we'll... Uh... Okay. Well, uh, you know what? There's only a few pages left. Let's... You want to finish this chapter and then dive into it? Okay, we'll jump into it. Okay, okay. All I'm saying is your prices are are really low, and the Black Hand's going to get you. They're They're going to get you. All right, boys, here's what we're going to do. Before we go set off that bomb, I'm going to set up my own own orange stand, and I'm going to say, oh, these funds are for saving Rocco. So put up those signs. (laughs) Saving Rocco. Save Rocco. That poor kid's been through so What's much. What's the wrong? I'm over here. I'm not. I, I, no, I'm not. yeah, you're fine. Why you're you fine. <laughs> Hooray, we saved him. Anyway, um, all right. No, oh, poor Rocco's in pieces. We his first family. This money. It was now after six o'clock, and the boys decided that, in the interests of their plan, they would have to broke the parental wrath. Broke the parental wrath by being late for supper. All right, we're going to short orange This is stocks. This is the worry we have. We're going to be late for supper. We've made a bomb. We've planted a bomb. We're going to set off To a bomb. fuck with the police who are doing their job. Who are... <clears throat> all right, all right. I just want to make sure we're, we, we got the Frank. worry. <sighs> yeah, I what, know, what is I it, I know Joe? we've got this whole bomb idea, and I don't know who came up with that idea at all. But <laughs> I think the thing that we need to really worry about right now is... What's for dinner, and are we going to be in time for it? Oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> my God. My God. Uh, Frank had assumed that Chief Colleague and Detective Smuff would be leaving to catch a train at about 10 minutes to 7. So shortly after 6.30, Phil Cohen, who had remained in the background... I've memorized their schedule! <laughs> ...who had remained in the background uh, uh, during the interview with Rocco, walked smartly up to the fruit stand again. The others were viewing the scene from around the corner of a nearby building. The Bayport is is two, 200 feet long and 200 feet wide. And also 5,100 million miles wide and tall and long. Banana, said Phil briefly, tossing a nickel on the counter. He When he had There's received the fruit. There's always money in the banana stand. Yeah. <laughs> Illusions, Michael. Um... When he had received the fruit, he began to eat it, at the same time chatting with Rocco. What? You tink. Oh, God, so bad. Uh, uh, it, makes me fa- it makes me feel bad for even doing my Mario accent. Like, uh, that was... I thought we were having fun. And that's then... in jest. I feel like that's in jest still. This is... I'm not going to do that. I did it originally, the accent for this. I'm like, I, I can't. I yeah, can't. No. I just can't. It's just too bad. Snickered the Italian. Some boys were here... Some boys came here a while ago and say da black uh, hand tink I charge a too much for da fruit. I don't is that how Italian people speak? That doesn't sound like Well it. you thought that you put the A at the end and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Cause each like the whole they're not white I enough. I read a Bayport to Buttertown. That's the thing, it's like they're not white enough. It was a thing back then. So you would make fun of Ital- you would make fun of Italians, Polish people, oh, Germans. Catholic? Woo-hoo-hoo! 
Yeah, that too. That's crazy. You would make fun of the immigrant population that's fluxing in. So it's like, I don't know if this is being done. They in... believe in Jesus Christ. Well, I also believe in a different kind of Jesus Christ. Mine's better. Mine's more on brand. Yours is off brand, Jesus. So the whole thing is, I don't know whether or not this is being done with admiration or fun in nature. I don't think Or it's... if it's being done to fuck being be like, this is how they talk because they're stupid. I'm pretty sure it's the latter. Yeah, I think so too. So I'm just going to not read that one in Italian accent. That so. sounds good! Well, you do charge too much, Rocco. Everybody says so. I sell a de fruit, good fruit. I sell a de good fruit at de good price. It's kind of hard not to do it either because of the uh, duh. Yeah. Like, damn it. Uh, Phil turned aside. At the same time, a s- accidentally knocked an apple to the ground. He bent Oops. to pick it up. He bent to pick it up, Rocco eyeing him narrowly. Let's in psychologically case- inflict him on his prices and economical theories and then blow up his first fantasy line. In case he tried to, to slip it into his pocket. Because that other nickel man makes or breaks you. But Phil did not get up at once. Instead, he said, Is this Phil? Yeah. Oi. Oi. What's this? What you find? What's this, Rocco? Phil rose from in front of the stand with a, the package in his hands. Did he? Was Phil not in on the whole thing? He was. Uh, he was just standing far away. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I know what this is. They're faking a bomb threat, and he threatened the black hand thing, and now they're going to scare off Rocco. But why? Uh, okay, we'll see how this It's so I can get into the orange business. I guess. <laughs> Short orange stocks, and then I'm going to. Oh, oh, I'll get it. You're there. not Dan Aykroyd. This isn't trading places. You're not going to be able to corner the frozen orange market. It's going to blow up, I say. <laughs> um. I found Sell the twelve uh, with the package in his hands. I found this under the counter. Rocco stared. His mouth opened in dismay. For sounding clearly from the inside of the package came a steady tick tock, tick tock. A bomb! He shrieked. Put. Can you say them? Put him down. Thereupon he scrambled wildly over the array of fruit at the back of the stand, knocked over a tray of oranges, and went sprawling over. The opposite corner, roaring police at the top of his lungs. Phil. Is it, is Oh, they're faking a bomb. No, no, no. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is Rocco their age? No, it seems like Rocco's a grown man. A grown-ass man. Jesus. I thought I, I thought it was bad enough when he was a kid, but me realizing, I'm like, he's still working that stand? Fuck. Well, I mean, he could be a fruit. De- he, could, he could be a grocer or some shit. Like, no, you exactly. Know. And that's why I'm like, oh, if he's still there when he comes back later, I'm like, I think this is his job. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is livelihood. This isn't like oh, I do this after school. No, but this group likes to fuck with uh, poor working class people. So you know, because they're real heroes. They are the true heroes. The, these group of middle class, upper upper middle class, rich ass fucking kids. How many times? And their goddamn motorcycles. They've uh, and cars with uh, the hmm? police business. What's like like the? Oh, what's the minimum jail time? No, well, just how many times do you think they're guilty of it already? In the oh, period? dude, multiple. At this point, I got a feeling Bayport PD just has to like. It's almost like, is their dad so rich that the Bayport PD is just like writing like, oh yeah, you know, just let it go. It's okay. Like Spider Man or something. They're just like, eh, it is what it is. He's breaking the law, but meh. Yeah, but Spider Man's actually doing something. The boys here are kind of fucking up things so their dad looks good there's a difference it's not like spider-man's trying to make uh um my ear just plugged you have a seizure 
Okay. No, my ear just plugged. And I hate that feeling, and I'm sure everybody else does. Get the pressure building in your head? Yeah. I was... Uh, anyway, the point is, uh, the, 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 they're not the same as Spider-Man. So. Uh, Good, because I love Spider-Man. Spider never did anything wrong. Right. Go on. <laughs> <coughs> I'm going to have to edit this episode and cut out all the coughing. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, police at the top of his lungs. Phil, with a fine imitation of fright, put the package on top of the counter and fled. Rocco, in his white apron, was dancing about in the middle of the street, yelling, Bombs! Police! The block a hand! God. And the racism is really, like, killing the flow of this shit. It, it, this sucks. Like, I, I, it's, a hard, it's a hard read, because, again, I like doing an Italian accent. It is fun to do, but not in this context. This guy's being portrayed as a fucking moron, so... Then suddenly... Then suddenly, fearing that the supposed bomb might explode at any moment, he whirled rapidly about and raced down the street away from the stand in the general direction of the police station. As anybody would do. Yeah, you know, you don't need to you scream in the middle of the street. And well, well I, w- I would scream in the street. Well, I'd be yelling the whole way there. Yeah. But the fact is, is that still, you'd be making your way toward the police station since you know where that is. Exactly. So, he reached the doorway while we're following him along. He reached the doorway just as Chief Kulig and Detective Smuff were leaving for the train. Painting, uh, pa- panting. panting, thank you, Pant- he's painting with fear. How's that fear color treating you? I've got fear right here for you. I'm <laughs> painting it right over, <laughs> head to toe. You're so afraid now, because you don't know what's happening. Oh my god, I'm so afraid. Why am I so afraid? Ah, uh, because I fear you. Oh, the artistry. I love you too. <laughs> Welcome to my family. Aww. I love you. Oh, that's so nice. Can I get the bomb? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus! Anyway, uh, fe- with fear and excitement, Rocco implored them to save him from the Black Handers. Wouldn't it just be the Black Hand? Anyway. No, uh, grammatically the narrat- speaking. The narrator's catching the, the bullshit. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there you go. Who had put a bomb under his fruit stand? Um, The bomb. She, the bomb. She go teak talk, he wailed. She blowed the stand into dud little pieces. I say, I say, my chief, hang on here. This this poor guy's being oh, wait. narrated to you a little bit uh, unkindly. Well, uh, his words are not his, his own, if you know what I mean. I feel like he is being manipulated into saying the certain way the things that sound terrible. Do you wish to reseed the line again, Mr. Rocco? I know that there is a bomb, but could you... Just say it again in words that are a little bit more John. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, uh, there's a bomb. She's uh, going a tick-tock at my stand. If we don't get to it soon, it, it, will, it, will, it will go boom. And my family will starve. And <laughs> my family will starve. <laughs> I have no more concerns yeah. than anybody would have. <laughs> I'm not my anything business, special. My family. Everyone wishes to make sure that I am okay because if I anything happens to me or my business, they will starve. Do you know how hard it was to give up everything and go to another country? Do you know how hard it was for me to set up this corner, years. Mu- this corner fruit stand? I built it with my bare hands. And you know where I even get the fruit? Because I'm just trying to sell fruit. I, I, I get the fruit from, from that's a little bit rotted. It's the third pickings. Nobody wants them. And now I some have dirty rat them. wants to take over my business. <laughs> There we go. Ebem, exclaimed Chief Kulig. Surely not in Bayport. 
Beef uh, pork. I always thought there was a, a black handers around here, said Smup. Of course, yeah, that's that's it. That's the normal worry of any cop. My at that time. theory was that these black handers are doing everything bad in the city. She below. She uh, the bomb is going to explode soon. Come quick. Yeah, I think we're just gonna edit his. Yeah, we're just gonna modernize this shit because I'm fuck, not gonna do this, this anymore. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fuck that crap. I'm done with. Fuck I'm done with you, it. Dixon. I will. I will make fun of things and I will have fun. But fuck you for doing this shit. So anyway, uh, Chief Colligan and Detective Smuff followed Rocco to the corner. Then they peeped around until they could see the deserted fruit stand with the package on the counter. You Uh-oh. see, you see, there's the bum. Uh, and you say it goes. It's making a ticking noise. Just like a clock. Wait, no, no. Well, it must be a bomb, all right, said Smuff. They must be run by clockwork. Um, uh, this is still you. Oh, wait, no. It's the French guy. Okay. Sorry, I had to. All right. Uh, it might go off in any minute, observed the chief. I hate, I hate to go near it. Smuff. You go and pour a pail of water over it. Well, what the fuck? Why am I being put in here? This me? E- yes, you. You're not afraid, are you? No, no. I've got testicles. I'm a man. <laughs> I, I, I'm but not afraid not at all. Mopping his brow. But I think uh, uh, my wife and my family, you know. Coward! Sh- said the chief. I would, I'd do it. Uh, myself, only it wouldn't be right, seeing I am your superior officer. Bad for discipline. I say that's a bunch of bullshit coming right out of your mouth. The worthy officers, the worthy officers, stared at the package on the fruit stand counter while Rocco danced with impatience. Uh, I could get the impatience part. That's fine. Neither Kolig nor Smuff dared to approach closer, but they realized something must be done. Where's Riley? Required, uh, uh, asked the chief at last. Out on his beat, beating people up, and getting money, and getting those taxes around the corner. Get him. Smuff departed hastily, glad of the chance to be to get away from the vicinity of the bomb. I'm out of here. He was sometime. Uh, he was sometime in locating Con Riley. I like that and his first name is Con, and he's a cop. <laughs> I buy it. <laughs> And you know what? Uh, I mean, there have been weird, uh, I'm sure there are more coincidental names in every profession. So, yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's a man called Mr. Bucket, and he happens to be a bucket. And you put balls in his head, and they come out of his mouth. So, you know. I believe it's buckets of fun. I, I think it's just called Mr. Bucket. But anyway. Um, and when Adelaide. Oh, yeah, there was buckets of fun game. Yeah. So that I, was the catchphrase for Mr. Bucket. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. You got me. And when at last. And when at last the minion of the law was escorted back to the chief, uh, to the chief, seven o'clock had come and gone. So had the train. Woohoo! The boys' end of chapter. gambit has paid off by frightening the shit out of a person for reasons that make no fucking sense. I would argue that in the course of their investigation, they've committed more crimes than than the actual tower robbery than any of the crimes that they've investigated. I think the tally is now becoming swinging more and they're creating more crimes than the ones they're trying to solve because they got the the stolen car they got the it's all about economics man it's supply and demand and we got to make sure the demand stays high they're threatening someone yes with the black handers yes they're putting black hand it's just the black hand the black hand yeah sorry 
I don't okay, I'm catching it now. I know. Um, you caught it. I caught it good. Uh, so they're, they're threatening someone with a black hand. They're putting in a, a fake bomb, bomb threat. And I feel like they've done other shit where they've like, I don't know. I don't but know. more of that after this commercial sure, break. Riveting. So Kent, um, I think we have another book coming up. Yes, uh, but what wi- is it? What will it winding be? Winding through and getting near the end of Hardy Boys, the Thank treasure, the Tower Treasure. I don't even know the name of the book. I'm so glad we're reading this book. I really am because I never have read a single Hardy Boys book, and I Nor never I. will again. Never will. Uh, no. Uh, we're almost done though. Uh, we're getting where we can see the finish line. I and I hope to God we get there soon. Uh, but yeah, we need help. We need help getting that next book. What book should it be? Um, well, I'm torn between uh, a Shakespearean play. I think I think that'd be really fun, and or Hans Christian Andersen's collection of fairy tales because I'm sure that's batshit as well. It it would fit the time period of writing of batshittiness. Yeah. So I think uh, we're gonna need. I can't decide, and you can't decide. But I love democracy. I do love democracy Demo- as well. And you know, democracy is 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 when the citizens of that democracy vote. You know, you can become a citizen of this podcast, this great nation of bad audiobooks, by joining our Patreon. Join this great nation. If you join our fiction tier today, citizen or future citizen. Uh, you can vote on our future books when we put them up for vote. And you can also get access to uh, our special other podcast content. On we that. have uh, Between the Stacks. Because I'm not sick and dying. Yeah, all right, I'll I, take over. Thank you. Over? All right, so, uh, thank you, giant if, elephant. If you join uh, the fiction tier, you get to a piece of the action with uh, the Between the Stacks. It's, there are monkeys in the room! It's a it's a show we record uh, before and after episodes sometimes, and uh, just catching up on what we're doing, uh, a little bit behind the scenes of the show. Uh, so if you want to get a deeper insight into the craziness of who we are, that's a that's a good way to do it. It's it's a very hang- casual hangout, the kind of show. It's super fun. Uh, we'll talk about all our, all sorts of shit, uh, but also we're moving over an exclusive show onto the fiction tier as well. We're doing a reading of Frankenstein. Uh, we'll give you a little bit more info on that in the coming weeks about the the new additions to the Patreon, but. Uh, any tier on our Patreon uh, will include the fiction tier uh, benefits, and so you can any tier will be able, you'll be able to vote for the next book. So head on over to Patreon.com/slash/BadAudioBooks and you can check that out. Uh, I also, before we wanted to finish up this commercial breaky, I wanted to tell you that story at the Yelp review. Okay, yeah, this would be a good spot. Yeah, it's a good spot to do it. So um, we had the comic shop for a number of years in Fountain Valley, California, and. Uh, for those of you that have never Rest owned in peace, Trinity Comics, my RIP, favorite baby. store. RIP. Uh, it was one of my favorite stores. I, I'm really sad. It's thanks, gone. man. Uh, there's, there's still really fantastic comic shops out there. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, uh, that was my home. That was my place. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Mine, mine too. I uh, had a pull list and everything there. You did. Um, w- so with the, um, when we were working there, uh, Yelp came a knocking uh, via like mail-in things and phone calls. They called you? They called us constantly. Um uh, at least once a month more like <laughs> How, probably you got a nice week. shop there kid how do you want to keep it going uh no it was more like this hey you got a nice shop oh ooh, man it'd be uh it'd be a shame if uh, someone gave you a bad rating on yelp huh i heard that's such a fucking practice they do too where they fucking basically threaten your company i mean we don't want to we don't want any bad ratings for you i mean that would be that'd be a shame uh but uh if you help us with some um, uh, marketing we can also promote you a thing and and maybe your shop looks real good huh huh for two dollars a month, we can guarantee you won't get any one stars. Yeah, exa- uh, well, they didn't say anything. They're, they're never blatant about what they're doing, but they're constantly calling, constantly talking to you, and talking in circles. And there's weird underlying shit. 
lots of pressure. Ironically, we were the best rated comic shop on Yelp in Orange County. Yeah. Um, but and that felt good. That yeah, that's felt, nice. That's yeah. awesome. Like we had a, a five. Did you star pay your protection like, money? No, we did not. And <gasps> uh, we did not pay protection. You money. divide the copper. Yeah, uh, but that's yeah that 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 basically is what it felt like. It felt like they were like asking for protection money. Uh, I'm not surprised. I hate Yelp. I'm not a fan. And it, I think everyone's kind of caught on to how shitty and horrendous. And their yet are. they still exist. But and yeah, they still exist. There's a. It's like it's almost like they're too big. To, like they're the oldest. And frankly, at this point, their 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 name value is so high because it's almost ubiquitous. Yeah. Like, oh, I need a Yelp. Let me check Yelp. Oh, what's the Yelp rating? You know, like I was, like the rating still matters, which is bullshit because it is a bullshit rating. It's and, total bullshit. And they've got their algorithm that buries good reviews bad like they've yeah. got like a oh we keep this real kind of thing and they're in control of their they've got their thumb on the algorithm that it's really bad makes it go up and down because we had good ratings that were also buried thank goodness we had so many good ratings that they, they overrode the bad ones it, no no we didn't have any bad reviews uh, but the the good ratings were buried. But thank goodness we had more good ratings that were on the. You surface. see, I I worked at a company that was a drug rehab mental health facility where um the bad ratings showed up a lot, and I went da- I went looking for the good ratings, and there were there were none. Nobody ever had anything good to say, and it was. But did you agree with those bad ratings? Um, no comment. Yeah, when you know, no when comment. You, yeah, no comment. When you get invaded by the FBI and the IRS, um, yeah, those th- are facts. Those are yeah, that's, that's a fact, and frankly. Uh yeah it was, it was I liked working with people there they were nice I liked my people I worked with but otherwise co-workers. I'm good. yeah my direct coworkers they were great yeah well uh yeah so that's point is uh, I'm sad that your shop's gone and uh, oh, Yelp right. is a giant pile of shit anyway yeah so if uh, anybody's one day when I own a shop and they come knocking they're gonna be like so you li- so we have a uh, uh, Dallas we have we're on a, we're on the tier of uh, your podcast and we hear you have a store we heard your opinion about us a shame if anything happened to this place <laughs> do you wish to go back on the record and change that point of view i think that would be beneficial for us and you oh so you want to be a sponsor of the podcast uh not exactly it'd just be real nice if uh you know the that we got some good reviews and maybe you get some good reviews too and maybe those bad reviews go away who's to say Who, scratch my back i scratch yours friend yeah yeah what, uh, what do you mean what do you mean huh all right. Anyway, so that yeah, that was uh, so when you go and threaten someone's uh, business, that's fun. Yeah, you know, especially especially from an official package such as Yelp. Yeah. Because so. I I didn't spend hundreds and thousands of hours of my life into that uh, <coughs> that business, so it's nice to that someone can casually call and uh, give. Is it nice when someone could randomly come across and fuck your entire thing over because of some bullshit? It's yeah. Awesome. So we got some leverage over it's with pretty good leverage. Yeah, I know they. It's fucking amazingly terrible. Yeah. Leverage. Absolutely. So. All right, let's dive back in. gotta find another spot in this song to, to start back in and out of from uh anyway chapter x v i that'll be chapter 16 um a confession <laughs> they break his legs right before he died tell us the where's the bomb <laughs> why is there a bomb in your stand talk but i own it stand why are you beating me ah <laughs> uh, it's a you're doing it for self-promotion you're from shameless the shameless Riley! Uh, uh, Riley! Riley! How do you say Riley in French? Riley? Uh, <laughs> Riley? Ordered the chief. See that package on the counter on the, of the fruit stand? Go and get it and pour a, a pail of water over it. I'll be Riley. Huh? Exclaimed Riley, gasp, gaping. <laughs> He's a gaper. 
He is a mouth breather, apparently. Pour a pail of water over it. I'm Swedish now. Um, Riley took off his helmet and scratched his head. He began to wonder if the chief's brain had been affected by the heat. Because it's uh, so hot at 7.30 at night. It's, it's uh, you know, we're s- super near the equator in Bayport. Yep, North America by way of the equator. Um, let me see. Oh, that's me. Okay. Don't stand yeah, there. If um, hmm. maybe I should do Riley because uh, the other character ran off. You're you're doing the Italian guy, the French. And okay, chief okay. And then you do Riley. I thought I was trying to be like, oh, I don't want to have to do both. So okay. Um. Okay. You could be. Uh, you could be Riley. Don't stand there and staring at me. He snapped. Snapped. Colleague. Hurry up and obey orders. This is the meanest job I ever got. Observed Con Riley, but he ambled. God damn it! He ambled across the street. Son of a bitch! All right, here we go. Wondering why a crowd of people had collected, for word had quickly spread that a bomb had been found under Roscoe's. Yeah, uh, grab that Roscoe's package there. Stand. Get near, get near it, and yeah. shake it up. Let's all stand around this box. It's Let's ticking. hear that ticking and talking. And when he reached the package, he inspected it wonderingly. Maybe uh, mm. that's not me. That's not my line. Uh oh, yeah. Maybe she'll blow him up into bits, uh, suggested Riley fearfully. He has insurance, <laughs> consoled the chief. What? Wow. I'm glad my chief cares about me. Um, it's, I feel real good. Do you have your health insurance filled out? Just curious. Whoa, sorry, I just teleported into the scene that I never came back into. We'll uh, give him a good funeral. Oh my god, observed Smuff. If I were Khan, I'd quit after this. I would have quit before walking there. Yeah, pretty much. I'd be like, like, is there a bomb? Gotta go. Just toss my hat off and walk away. Con Riley hunted around the fruit stand until he found a pail. Everybody's got a pail. Up to the, yeah. And then he went up the street until he got until he located a tap. Finally, with the pail full of water, he went back to the fruit stand, dumped the water on the package, and stood there awaiting further orders. Wow, Suck that, it! that was built up rather dramatically. Dude, it's hefty. Suck it again! Uh, roared the chief, who was taking no chances. I'm glad that nobody uh, wrote themselves into a corner for this chapter, and... Uh, Really needs to burn another chapter with this investigation of a bomb threat. Oh, my God. Con Riley sighed, but did as he was told. For five minutes, he was kept busy dumping innumerable pails of water over the package. And only then did Chief Colleague and Detective Smuff venture forth. Then, with fear and trembling, Chief Colleague handed the package to Smuff and bade him to open it. Smuff's Why would hands. He hand it to him. Why would he put his hands on it if he so got him afraid? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense because clearly the the wet paper holds well, the trigger. Thanks for handing me this bomb. You're welcome. Enjoy. I must go. I have a um, foot massage appointment around the corner. Um, let me see. Smuff's hands were shaking. So, uh, Smuff's hands were shaking so that he could scarcely tear apart the coverings from this water-soaked parcel. I wish this story would wrap up so we could get back to the mystery that needs to be solved about the tower and the treasure. Oh, my nose. Hang on. You want me to pause? Yes. I'm pausing. Smuff's hands were shaking so that he could scarcely tear apart the coverings from the water-soaked parcel. The chief withdrew to a safe distance. 
Con Radley, who had just been told by a friend that he had been pouring water over a live bomb, was trying to achieve a sickly smile as, uh, as the crowd congratulated him on his bravery. I'm super brave. I'm going to need a raise now. No. Uh, Detective Smuff opened the package. The coverings fell away. The cardboard box, dripping with water, tumbled apart. A bright object fell to the pavement with a clatter. Everybody jumped, but there was no cause for fear. The bright object was nothing more harmful than an old alarm clock. Wow, that was riveting! We wasted about 15 pages on this bullshit! Oh my god. The Hardy Boys and their chums, mingling in the, with the crowd, roared with laughter, and when the crowd saw how Chief Colleague and his assistants had been duped, by, uh, they joined in the merriment. An alarm clock! roared someone. They thought an alarm clock was a bomb! Idiots! I'm so glad there are police pouring water over an alarm clock. <laughs> it's, it's funny because... That calling it a bomb threat is a crime. Ha 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 ha! We're laughing at the police for doing their job. <laughs> Chief Colleague and Smuff returned to the police station with all the dignity they could muster under the circumstances. The crowd howled and whooped with laughter. Wow. Everyone's really enjoying the fact that their police their police department got totally fucked with. It it's funny because our taxes pay for this. <laughs> and and we're not mad at the people that did the the threat. No, they're the heroes. They're the heroes. Um, Man, they pulled one over on them. Can't believe I'm they... paying for this show. Woo! The Hardy Boys went home smiling. The 7 o'clock train had left an hour before. Their father was making the trip to the city without the interference of the chief and his assistant's muff. So Fenton... this is full-on police in tampering with an investigation. It's uh, it's definitely... Um, Impeding an investigation. Uh, Yeah, hindering... What the hell is it Hindering an investigation? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, if they have, if, thank God they don't have cameras back then to track the kids doing all this stuff. Fenton, uh, Fenton Hardy returned home late that night. And at the breakfast table the next morning, he was strung out in high spirits. He was strung out. Solved another mystery. What? <gasps> what? Oh, my God. Holy shit. What the fuck are we going to do? Um... Uh, uh, okay, who's playing Mrs. Hardy? Oh my God, she speaks. You're, you're Fenton, so I'll be Mrs. Hardy. Okay, please. you can be Mrs. Hardy. Solved another mystery. Asked Ghost Mrs. Hardy gaily as she poured him the coffee. <laughs> she Hi. seldom. Hang on, hang on. She seldom asked questions about her husband's work, <laughs> being of a gentle nature that instinctively shrank from any discussion of crime. Jesus, fuck these writers. She is... Uh, I'm a woman, <laughs> and I'm so delicate. I couldn't do any police work because I have a vagina. And men would just look at my breasts all day. Oh, I've got boobs. These will prevent me from holding a gun it's... on my shoulder holster. Oh! It frequently distressed her that Mr. Hardy's occupation should be one that met ter- that meant terms of... Uh, of imprisonment for those whom his cunning and cleverness had brought to justice. But her husband's attitude this morning was so unmistakably jubilant that she could gl- that she was glad for his sake if he had scored another success. Practically, your s- penis is so powerful. I know. Hard, e boy. Uh, I'd be fented. I don't know. 
Sorry, go keep going. <laughs> Practically solved, my dear. If you'd care to hear all about it. Oh, not me. I'm just a poor womb holder. And uh, you know I don't care about these terrible things. Well, the boys, I mean my testicles, shall hear of that then. They are interested. We have so much in common, a very we've, healthy relationship. We've made two fuck trophies. It's great. <coughs> if they'll come to come into my den after breakfast, I'll tell them all about it. I'll clean up after you, since that's all a woman is good for. What? I'm sorry. I thought I just heard the wind speak. Anyway... That. I'll be quiet forever for the rest of the book series. Seriously, I wonder how many more times she's going to be. That means you you succeeded, Frank said. Eat your bacon and eggs, and don't be impatient. I, uh, so sorry, Dad. I, 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 I won't, I won't talk again. I want to ask oh, questions. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you asking a question, Joe? No, no, sir. You should be eating your fucking food, Joe. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Frank. I'm so sorry. That was dad talking. I'm, I'm sorry to everybody. I'm sorry, ghost mom. I'm sorry, abusive dad. I wish I never <laughs> burst you. <laughs> uh, after breakfast, the boys went with their father into the den of the library, eagerly awaiting news of his mission of the previous evening. Frank, I, I gotta talk to you real quick. What, what, what Before is we it? get in there, okay. I just think it was really fucked up that dad was trying to have an emotional connection with mom and then she rejected him and the dad jubilantly said that he was going to have a conversation with us and then when we acted interested he fucking backhanded us verbally. That's <laughs> so fucked up. Uh, I've learned to just ignore dad's little choices. So we should just swallow our pain? Is that what you're saying? I, I'm saying We should express it. I'm just saying Is that, Does that make me a wimp? What are our emotions? <laughs> you're I too far gone, Frank. I don't know. You're too far gone. I'm alone here with Ghost Mom. <laughs> Who's talking? I don't even remember anymore. Um, Who am I? Am I even a part of this story? Oh my God, where am I? You disappeared for a little while. I'm going to disappear. I'm going to no, disappear. No, no. I'm going to go my Joe Box. <laughs> no, I, I'm the narrator. You're not disappearing anytime soon. Sorry, Joe. You have to Joe endure. Joe doesn't have a Joe Box. Joe's uh, raw and he's uh, about to be shit upon by his father. They had. <coughs> oh God! Are you dying, Frank? <coughs> Dad? Joe, you did this. You, you're disease infested. I'm dying. Kill me. After breakfast, the boys went with their father into the den of the library, eagerly awaiting news of his mission of the previous evening. They had not told him. Oh God, I'm dying. How Joe call how Chief Colligan and Detective Smuff had missed their train, the train he didn't ask, and so their efforts were entirely ignored. But they were shrewd. Nothing was new because their dad was defaulted to this position. I only care about myself, boys. Um, but they were shrewdly certain that their efforts in his, in this respect have been of considerable assistance to Mr. Hardy. First of all, said the detective, Jack Lee is dead. <laughs> Jesus! Ah, good morning, boys. I have, let me have my coffee first before anything news. I don't talk at the dinner table or the breakfast table. We don't want to offend your mother and her vagina by talking about <laughs> man things. I'm so offended. Don't talk about Peter's things, please. I'm sorry. I hear the wind again. Anyway. Did, well, this is a question. This might be a Joe question. Oh, shit. 
There's no. Did he confess? You're not a very sympathetic for the poor fellow. Whoa! Fuck you, Dad. Yeah. Right. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Dad is a dick. Well, Joe, why you gotta be a dick and ask if he uh, confessed or not? The man died. Ugh. Yes, he confessed. Jesus Christ. Fortunately, Chief Cullig and Detective Smuff didn't show up. I. Fenton Hardy saw that but Joe. But will your his confession hold up in court? Since you weren't a part of the investigation and they told you to stop? I'm just tampering with evidence, son. For my own personal libido, so that way I can make more fuck trophies. I've got thousands of dollars for reasons. Thousands of reasons to... Not thousands dollars. of dollars. I mean reasons. I mean reasons. <laughs> Sorry, I, I let it slip. What am I going to say? Fenton Hardy has saw that Joe and Frank glanced at one another and smiled quietly. Mm. I have an idea that you two scamps know more about that than you would care to tell. However, Bullshit. they failed to show up, and I had a clear field ahead of me. I saw Jack Lee just before he died. I watched him die. <laughs> I, sn- I put the pillow over his face. And I snuffed I qu- him out, just I, like a candle. Yes. Just like your mother. Yes. What? No, never what? mind. Ah. <laughs> I, that, that didn't mean for that to come out. I'm on my fifth scotch this morning. Uh, and I questioned him about the tower robbery. He admitted it? He admitted everything. The He's, end of the book. I know, right? He said, solved. he said he came to Bayport with the intention of robbing the ticket office. When he failed in that attempt, he decided to hang around for a few days. And then he, he uh, hit upon the Tower Mansion as his next effort. He entered the place and opened the safe with no research or any kind of you know predilection of what he was doing. He just opened it because of magic. <laughs> So he, he was able to get past the guards and the servants and the and the owner of the property and yes. the Robinsons? Again, without any planning at all, he was able to dodge them all with sheer luck and prowess. My God, he was a brilliant thief. And then the first guess he did, he got the combination? Yes. He is a genius, one of a kind, and quite, quite dead. Then I, he took the jewels and I bombs. I hope there's more to this story since there's literally like 50 pages left. <coughs> Sorry. What did he do with the loot? That's what I'm coming to. Shut the fuck up, Joe. <laughs> I That's had, our dad. I had quite a time making Jack Lee confess. I won't be like mom. To the <laughs> I had quite a time Don't making Jack Lee confess to the Tower Affair, and it was not until he was on the point of death that he admitted it. It's the- because your hands were around his throat. I kept pinching his IV and making <laughs> air go inside of his body. <laughs> I, I took out the tube from the IV and I blew into it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <coughs> uh, uh, then he said, yes, I took the stuff, but I couldn't get away with it because of those pesky kids. And you could get it back easily. He, I hid it in the old tower. I, that was all he said. It sounds like this new paragraph is also yours, Dad. Yes. He became unconscious. And then died in a few minutes. Just why? Do you feel it? Is it? Are you having a hard time because you just watched a man die in front of you that you were talking to? Once you watch a light leave someone's eyes more often than not, Joe, on the 5th of May, whatever time period this is, you tend to be very calloused against it. You just can't wait to see it again. I practically Joe myself every morning over the thought of it. Uh, what? <laughs> Oh, that, that's what I talk about when I masturbate. I call it after you because I wish I had done that rather than fuck your mother. <laughs> why? <laughs> oh, my God. Why? 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Poor Joe. <laughs> oh my god. He, he's telling himself every day. Oh shit. <laughs> oh my god. Just why he couldn't get away with the loot. I'm telling myself now. Uh, just why he couldn't get away with the loot and why he hid it in the tower, I don't know. He didn't have time to tell me because he died. But he said it was hidden in the old tower. I'm just going to keep saying these facts over and over again until they make sense and we can move the plot along. And we could push the other paragraph from page six to page seven. Yes. Why? We'll have to find it in no time. The only Joe could start a question with why and not actually it's, it's answer a, it with a question. He's exclaiming, Joe. There's an exclamation point with Joe. Joe's a man of action. He doesn't ask fucking questions. I, I thought you were about to ask a question and I was going to say, Frank, that's N- my line. No, it is a statement of fact, Joe. If you do that, why? You become a man. You just make statements as a man. You don't ask questions. You just make, you just make points. And that's it. Like bullets. It's masculine. You penetrate. Like a, like a, like a knife, like a spear, like a word spear, like a word spear, <laughs> a word spear. Tower Mansion, Tower Mansion has two towers. The that's why it's called Tower Mansion rather than Towers Mansions or Tower Mansions. Um, the old and Franklin the new. Franklin W. Dixon's the two towers, and the Return of the Joe, <laughs> and the Fellowship of Frank. <laughs> the return of Fenton the, and the Italian the prequel the Italian I know all the Beatles it's a more of a Swedish thing again I can't do an Italian accent right now I just can't oh my god I Whoa. just stay in my pipe and uh, my, in the gutters underneath and uh, my little hole. And then the uh, the Oopa things come, uh, the 13 of them, and we go for a hunt in the wizard, comma. Yes. Uh, we'll search the old tower. Um, all right. The story seems likely, though. It's likely. I like, how the, I like how he didn't even fucking listen to his kids. The story seems likely enough. It's as if they never spoke. <laughs> like, he's just writing off his previous Just comment. validate me. That's why I made you. Yep. Mr. Hardy, said Mr. Hardy, Jack Lee would gain nothing by lying about it. When he was on his deathbed, he probably became frightened after he committed the robbery and hid in the old tower until he saw the coast was clear and and he was able to get away. Then, no doubt, he decided to hide the stuff there and take a chance on coming back for it sometime after the affair had blown over. Because, again, when you're stealing bonds with no permissions at all, just the bond is yours. You get to go turn it in. You you come back again rather than leave when everything's clear. Because, you know, you got a chance. You got to keep chancing. That's how you got hard. You got hard by chancing. Are you chancing every night when you say my name? I Joe enchants day and night. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, It makes sense that he he would steal something and then stick around. Y- yes, it's it's not like, just leave and it, go away after also committing another previous and, thing and leave all of his stuff there. It's perfect plan. And and already had committed another crime previously that the cops might be looking for him. It makes sense, right, Dad? Yes. That's why we couldn't be traced through the jewels and the bonds. Yes. Um. Okay. I mean, that's literally my line. Oh, right. And that uh, Joe said. Thank you. <laughs> They were never disposed of at all. 
They've been lying in the old tower all this time. I tried to get him uh, to tell me in just what part of the tower the loot was hidden. Continued Fenton Hardy. Is it really that big that a log search of it isn't going to just have it come up? You know, it's 500 stories tall, the tower. It was made in the <laughs> land of myth before time was time. Is, uh, is it go to the moon? Is this a Jules Verne novel? <laughs> yes. Because this tower can only be... If it's over three stories, it's massive. It's magic. <laughs> but he died before he could he could say any more. I hid it in the tower. He managed to gasp out that out before he, be, before, before he became unconscious. I'm sorry. If I were the thief... And someone was like, where's the stuff? Where's the stuff? And I'm going to die. I'd be like, eat it. Eat your ass. Go get it. We'll bring you back and make you tell us. No. <laughs> By the way, it's Frank interrogating himself <laughs> in this scenario. Oh, my God. Um, Joe's just wide-eyed in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> he does this all the time. <laughs> I, I, It's okay. It's just it's just Frank being Frank. It's You know how some people play house? Frank interrogates people on their deathbed. I, I, I'm glad it's just not me being the inter- the interrogee this time. He, uh, he, he, he's both the, the good cop, bad cop, and the suspect. It's, a uh, uh, well, no, I'm the good cop. He, he doesn't know how to be good. Anyways, go on, Frank. It shouldn't be hard to find this stuff. Now that we have a general idea where it is, Frank pointed out, probably he didn't hide it very carefully. The old tower has been unoccupied for a long time, and it is rarely entered. I know all this, as I am not a resident of the residence, but I know this because everybody else in town knows it. The stuff would be as safe there as if it were hidden miles away. Joe got up from his chair. I think we ought to get busy and go search the old tower right away. Oh boy, who needs a warrant? If we could only hand old Applegate his jewels and bonds this morning and clear Mr. Robinson. Let's start. Uh, here, I, I'm not going to make any questions, but I'm going to uh, make some statements. Again, I, I would like to point out, they could literally <coughs> take the bonds and cash them in because a bearer bond, which is most bonds, are not assigned to anybody. And as long as you're the bearer of that bond, you can cash in said bond. So That's fucked up. Yeah, they don't question where it came from. Unless you Ever? Unless it has your name on it and stuff. It, a bearer bond is whoever has that bond. So you can go take that bond and get reap all the benefits of it and whoever's just you know paying into that bond just pays into it they they will not question it well nothing uh, nothing fishy here nope i'll uh i'll leave it to you boys to make the search said mr hardy with a smile i have no doubt the stuff will be easily recovered and you can have the satisfaction of turning it over to mr applegate who is my client still but i'll let you close the case because i'm fucking drunk off my ass <laughs> i can't walk boys i've become paralyzed from all my drinking Soon, my legs will rot off, and I will die of gangrene. I guess you can get along without me. And then your mother will be finally satisfied, because that's what she is to be, a vindictive woman, a vagina. Well, she's also a ghost. She is waiting for my spirit to leave from when she can banish me to hell. But you know what, Martha? I don't care about you anymore! Do you know why I don't exercise you out of this house? It's because deep down, God damn it, I still love you. <laughs> I just can't say it. <coughs> oh, it comes true. Shut up. Shut up. I love you too. Shut, up. shut your mouth. Make me dinner. Feel your feelings. Oh, no. Oh, God. What are these things inside of me? <laughs> it's like writhing. Someone give me bullets. I need to, I need to feel myself. Uh, it's I like need to feel insects. death and violence. It's like insects in my stomach. Fluttering. 
Uh, I don't know whose line it is. We wouldn't have got very far if it hadn't been for you. Rotten kids. Without without you, Dad, doing all this work of breaking the law. Doing and, your job and, and, and not your job. And, magi- job. and magically falling into all the facts that would not have been falling into anybody else because of wigs. Wig tracking technology of the 1920s was just <laughs> on your side. And I wouldn't have got very far if it hadn't been for you. For we... For, so we're even, smiled Mr. Hardy. Be on your way, you then. Anything. Good luck to you. Get out of my house forever. <laughs> Stop paying rent, you deadbeats. Um, Just a bunch of freeloaders. Well, find it. Never fear, promised Frank, putting on his cap. I hope the Applegates don't throw us out when they we ask to be allowed to look around in the old tower. Well, just tell them you have a pretty good clue to where the bonds and jewels are hidden. And they'll let you search to your heart's content. That's it. That's all you need to say. Yep. I think I think it's in your house, and I think I know. I won't. It is. I won't come with you again because again, they are my clients. But you know, you, you, you should be able to look around all you want. Miners can solve this mystery. That's for sure. Yes, of course. Just ask, Mister Hardy. Advised. Come. Oh, come on then, Joe. We'll have that thousand dollar reward before the morning is over. And again, we don't need it. We just want it. Their father glanced at them shrewdly. Don't count your chickens before they're hatched, he said. And then, uh, as the boys hastened out of the den, he called after them. Also, you must remember the old proverb that there is many a slip between the cup and the lip. Wow, that makes so much sense. Such insight. Such sage wisdom that our father is providing us. But the hardy boys scarcely heard him. So eager were they to begin searching the old tower, and so confident were they that the mystery was about to be cleared up. The end of the that end chapter. The end of that Jeez. fucking chapter. Fucking Christ. This book is just evolving super fucking hard. <coughs> I love that Mrs. Hardy finally fucking showed up I, for a line. Shock. Multiple lines. Shocking. I was, bl- like, me and you were like, <gasps> like, like, no, no yeah, way. Couldn't believe it. Could not believe She's it. She's still dead to us, though. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming along on that uh, that little mini adventure. Um, think the best way to support our show is head on over to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash badaudiobooks. Check out the tiers there. You can, uh, If you have time, you can uh, vote for the book. Uh, we're gonna. I think we're cutting the voting off on is the twenty ninth, the February 29th, twenty twenty, mm-hmm. uh, for the Shakespeare versus uh, Hans something. Hans Christian Andersen, that guy, the composer that's done all those movies. Yes, the famous composer who composed all those fairy tale movies. Um, um, yeah, so he does the fairy tale books. Uh, so go on over to our uh, Patreon. Uh, but if, the, if you can't support the show that way, no worries. The, uh, another great way to support the show is to head on over to our. Uh, Apple Apple Podcast. Yes, that's I'm, the word. This word you're looking scrambling for. here. It's uh, okay. You want me to try some? No, 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 no! Don't say anything. Don't speak. <laughs> I dare you. Uh, I just want to be a co-host. Get away from the mic. This is my Ooh. mic. I'm cutting your mic off. Uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Uh, we will uh, we will cut the mic off for Nick. And uh, I'm back. You okay? Cool. Good. Okay. Welcome back. Uh, 
If you write a review, we will read it on the air as long as it's not hate speech, and it doesn't matter what the the star rating is. Uh, but so far, we've got a lot of great ratings on there. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's uh, head on over to Apple Podcast to give us a rating, and then if you want to follow uh, Nick on Instagram, you can follow me at Real Human Maz on Instagram. Kent, do you have an Instagram? Yes, uh, mine's at Kent Heidelman on Instagram, uh, or it's just Kent Heidelman. Yeah. Uh, whatever, you know that shit. And then uh, <laughs> the shows is at, um, at Bad Audio Books for Instagram as well. Yes. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Uh, once you. Play us out. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, guys.